this episode of the Brawn Body Podcast, I discuss the myth of easy. Are easy things really easier? And is there really an easier way to live? And other different motivational techniques or things that I think about in order to stay motivated when life gets hard. We all have hard days in life, but how we respond to them and react them, how we grow from them determines who we are and determines our success long term. So I'm here to dive into that because that's one of the things I've heard from some of you about is you really wanted something motivational and you wanted to hear my take on how I stay motivated every single day. So starting out here, I want to dive into what I call the myth of easy and is there really an easier way to things or an easier approach to things. So one of the things that I hear so much from other students and people my age, so in their like 18 to 25 range for the most part, is that they wish life was easier. They wish that they did not have to work out. They didn't have to study, didn't have to work for different things. And this is a little bit of a stereotype, so I do have to apologize about that. But these are things that I've heard so much from my peers in this sort of age bracket. And, you know, some people, it's a daily basis. Like, this is so hard. Oh, I hate this. I wish things could be easy. Why can't things be easy? I've heard this from people across life, uh, throughout their lifespan, too. Older people, younger people. um, But... Specifically because I'm around people around my own age most of the time, that's usually where I hear it. So I call it the myth of easy because everyone wants this easier way. And if your definition of easy is less work and doing less, then yes, there is an easier way out there. You don't have to go to college. You don't have to pick up a trade from a trade school. You don't have to learn anything. You could work a basic job somewhere. Um, So I'm right on the PA New York border. And in New York, the minimum wage is $10 or $11 an hour. Uh, It's a little higher than it is in PA. But you could go to New York and pick up a job like that. And, you know, that would be your life. Uh, flipping burgers or doing um, whatever that way, maybe working at a gas station and maybe you live at home for a while until you can afford your own apartment and that's your life. Maybe that's easier. You have a lot less work to do. You don't have to exert anything physically. You know, you don't have to work out. You don't have to be fit. You don't have to be healthy and care about what you eat or your sleep. You don't have to worry about college or classes or learning a trade or studying or anything like that. So for some people, that's easy. There's no physical or mental strain that they have to put into living, so to speak. Now, that is all well and good. But what about the emotional toll, the social toll that that might take on you? Say you do that for three years, but those first three years, you're living with your parents. What impact does that have on your social life? What impact does the financial situation you're creating for yourself have on your emotional health? Are you emotionally strained? Are you anxious and worried about your financial situation? So although it may appear easier to 
take a less demanding route in life, it might not be easier because of the added strains and stresses that it creates. And this creates what I call the myth of easy. So doing things like eating healthy, working out and being fit, taking care of your body, these are all things that will make life easier for you. They'll make harder things easier. So we know exercise and proper nutrition are important for your brain and your cognitive health, cognitive functioning, uh, your ability to think and learn. Uh, It's also really good for your heart and obviously all the different components of your body. Nothing in your body does not benefit from exercise. So rewording that, everything in your body will benefit from being healthy. So whatever you decide you want to do, whether it's a physically demanding job, maybe you want to go into construction. When I was a little boy growing up, I wanted to be a construction worker so bad. And if I was the size I was growing up, you know, 5 foot 11, 125 pounds, 130 pounds, I probably would have had a very hard time being a construction worker. If I wanted to go into construction now at the same height, but 175, 180 pounds, then maybe I'd have an easier time doing it. So yes, it was harder for me to get to this point because I had to put in and sacrifice time and hours in the gym. I had to work out. I had to eat right. I had to learn what's right and what's wrong and the best way to do things. So in a way, that's harder because I had to put more into it. But it creates so many more opportunities for me and makes my life easier. It's easier for me to live. It's easier for me to do what I want to do, the things I want to do because of this extra sacrifice that I've made. And that applies to pretty much anything you can think of in life. So if you take the easier road, you know, if you back down from the challenge and you're like, you know what, I'm walking away from this, this is not for me, no, that's totally fine. But just remember that every action has consequences. And the only things that are going to change you and push you to grow are the ones that are going to challenge you. If you're trying to climb that mountain of life, the only way you get higher is by going up the mountain. It might get steeper. The air might get thinner. It might get colder. That climb is not easy. But if you want to see the awesome view at the top where it's all worth it, you have to push through. So, I've talked about the myth of easy. How will you push through? We know there's going to be hard times. We know that we're facing all kinds of uncertainty right now in our country during this pandemic and all this crazy stuff that's going on. So, how do we continue to push forward? One of the things I like to do is surround myself with people on a similar or the same mission as I am. So going back to climbing a mountain, instead of climbing a mountain alone, maybe you get some of your friends together and you're going to climb that mountain together. So you're working together for that common goal. And maybe one person starts to fall behind a little bit and slacks a little bit. Maybe you all slow down so they can catch up or you help them catch up. Maybe give them a little water, quick snack or, you know, take a quick break and then you all power through again, whatever it might be. 
but having people around you that are doing the same thing on the same mission, working towards the same goal, creates a movement. Your body is in motion around other bodies in motion, and you'll all remain in motion. And when one of you starts to slow down a little bit, you pick each other up and keep each other moving. So I do really like the support systems that I have, whether it's friends or family, but just knowing that there's people I can rely on and count on to keep me moving. I'd also say that social media has been a big help with this too, because on who I am as a person is reflected on social media. I am very healthy, active. Those are things that I really value. And if there's a day when I'm not in a mood, which is very rare, but if it does happen, say I didn't sleep well, didn't eat well the uh, last day, I'm just like, no, I don't want to do it today. No. I know that there's a few hundred to a thousand people relying on me to provide good quality content about the truth in the health and fitness industry, debunking different myths and showing them the way on different things like training. So I know that if I drop it, I'm not just letting myself down and my support group, my friends down, but I'm also letting down hundreds of people who follow me and look to me for advice and ask me questions. And that's something that I take very personally. I don't want to let people down. I want them to achieve their best and do their best and be their best versions of themselves. And I know if I'm not the best version of me, that I'm not going to be able to help someone become the best version of them. So I have no problems taking extra time to make sure I'm the best version of me so I can make sure they're the best version of themselves. Other thing I love is to plug into different motivational type stuff. You know, motivational quotes, motivational videos, speeches, all that can be a little bit cliche at times, I know, but it's effective and it works. Or another thing I'll do is throw on the movie 300. Um, kind of a, a little bit of a stretch there, but just watching that movie, uh, it's not a super accurate historical account, but it is still very intense and it just makes your mind kind of think about what it would have been like to be one of those 300 and how they, although facing a much larger enemy force, much more powerful enemy force, they still held the line and pushed through as long as they possibly could. They did not tap out. They did not give up. They were staring at death in the face and they just powered through it together. And that's something that to me, that really gets me going, gets me fired up. It's like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. So just a nice little reminder, so to speak. Last, I will share that you need to have a growth mindset. And that's something that's hard for a lot of people. What is a growth mindset? How do I get that? Like, explain that to me. So having a growth mindset means you're focused on going up the mountain, like we've talked about. So constantly getting better, getting better. And there's going to be days when you're really dragging. You know, there's times when you're going up that mountain and all of a sudden it gets so steep. You know, maybe you get five or six feet in a day instead of a mile in a day. And, you know, you feel kind of defeated because your progress was so good. Now it's so slow. Or maybe you slipped and fell back a little ways and you're just kind of defeated because you're not moving forward. You're not moving at that same pace that you were. What do you do? 
This is where you have to step back and recognize not every day is going to be a marathon of ups. When you're running, say you're running a marathon, you go up hills and you go down hills. Life is the same way. It has hills and it has valleys. And maybe that mountain you're trying to climb, maybe it's off in the distance. You have to go up a mountain and then down another one to get there. So you're going to have times when you're soaring, you're going up and life is good. There's times when you're going to be going down and life is going to get hard. It's going to hit you and shake you and rattle you. And life can just leave you feeling like that. That's where I was last fall around this time after a really messy breakup and starting graduate school. And that's when I had just gotten my orthodontic braces on. And I'm sure you know that feeling when you first get braces on. I just felt so defeated. I was like, can this get any worse? Like life just, to me, it felt like it was awful. It sucked. But I powered through. I found things that I could do that would improve my mental well-being and myself. So one of the things I mentioned in yesterday's podcast actually was Mastin Kip's Claim Your Power. And I journaled through that and really loved that. And that helped me out a lot. So highly recommend that book. But just recognizing the situation I was in, saying, okay, look, I know where I want to go. I know where I want to be. I know where I was going before and the rate I was going. I knew my situation. So step one is know that situation. And step two is going to be figure out what you're going to do about it. Because we know that we all, we all know life is not a marathon of ups. I said that already. So we have to be able to recognize when we're not going up or when we're not going up as fast as we want to. And then we have to figure out what we have to do or what we can do to get us back to where we want to be. And that's something that people can struggle with. And it takes a lot of practice. Sometimes you have to kind of step outside your normal viewpoint on a situation in order to see that. And it's hard. It takes practice. It takes time. But there's so many resources available to help you do this. And if you're not sure if something is toxic for you or if you should be doing more of something or less of something, my favorite technique to determine everything is to sit down and write it out. Make a T-chart, pros and cons, or make a Venn diagram, pros, cons, and then in the middle, neutral, and write everything out. So say you're studying and you're starting to get tired of studying. You could make a quick chart, it takes like five minutes maybe, and say pros of continuing to study, cons of continuing to study. So pros might be better grade, better GPA, get to stay in my academic program, better job offer in the future, something along those lines. Um, cons would be the exact opposite. And then make another one for pros and cons of throwing in the towel and calling it a night. You know, maybe you get extra 20 minutes of sleep. Maybe you feel better the next day. You have to weigh those pros and cons. And that's something that I think we should all do with every decision we make on a daily basis. And if, for me, for example, I went with the studying example because that's one that I keep really close to me. I value a good night's sleep and waking up the next day and feeling good. So I focus on my quality of study time over my quantity. And because of that, I 
do pretty well. I've made it this far in uh, my graduate school phase, so I must be doing something right, right? Um, so that's kind of how I approach that. And I mentioned decisions. The less decisions you make per day, the better your decisions will be. So before I go to bed at night, I lay out all my clothes. I lay out everything I need for the next day ahead of time. So I wake up and I go. I know what my workout is going to be. I know how my day is going to look and how it's going to run. And because of that, I make less decisions. And when I do have to decide things, they're better decisions that are more well thought out. Otherwise, you fall into what's called decision fatigue. And you've probably seen or heard about that before because different CEOs at big companies and corporations, you know, they'll wear the same piece of clothing, like the same style every single day all week long. And uh, they say uh, the president, Mr. Uh, Trump, does the same thing. You know, he's always got the red tie and a similar style suit on. So it's just being consistent with some things. So when you do have to stop and think and decide things, you can focus more energy on them. You're not wasting your mental capacity on things that might not matter so much. Like, you know, if you're choosing between the black or the blue sweatpants or the black or blue leggings or whatever that way, like, or this pair of underwear versus that pair of underwear. At the end of the day, is that going to matter and make or break your whole day? Probably not. But is making the decision to watch two hours of Netflix versus studying for two hours going to make or break your day? Possibly. So just things to keep in mind. So with that, that's going to do it for this episode of the Brown Body Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. Kind of a different approach for all of us. Just taking a minute and, again, looking into motivation, the myth of easy, how to keep pushing on and pushing through when life gets hard. And I'm hoping to do one soon about when you should realize it's time to not press on and not push on, maybe change directions. So I'm looking forward to diving into that soon. Hope this was helpful. Hope you enjoyed. Please like, subscribe if you did. Uh, please reach out to us on social media as well. Tell us how we're doing at Brawn Body. And if you enjoyed the show and know someone who could benefit from hearing it, please share it with a friend. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for your support and thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day.